Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast about divorce in the workplace and some solutions for HR managers, directors, and supervisors. And today's topic is going to be very interesting because I think it's really important that we all understand the difference between what a therapist is and does and provides in this process and what a coach provides. So I have uh, invited somebody that's very knowledgeable about both of those. I'd like to introduce you to Carol McKelvey. She is a certified divorce coach, a certified transition and recovery coach, a certified diversity coach. And she she has an over 30 year career in the mental health field. So I thought it was a really important uh, discussion to have with her today. So let me tell you a little bit about Carol. She was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she attended the University of Pittsburgh and received a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and went on to California University of Pennsylvania for her MS Community Agency Counseling. From an early time, she knew she wanted to help people and also did a quite a bit of postgraduate work dealing with women's issues and substance abuse issues. After a 30-year career in the mental health field, which included program development, administration, supervision, and clinical work, she made the decision to become a coach. After working with people as a clinician, it became very clear to her that with the exception of those who were severely ill, most people have the ability to find the answers to most issues within themselves. Usually, they just need a strong thought partner who can work with them to tap into their strength, their reserves, and their souls to find what they need. It's also so satisfying for her as a coach. You get to walk that path with someone and watch that transition take place and see that person evolved. So she started classes to become a certified as a coach and became an associate certified coach through the International Coaching Federation. She looked at new areas to explore as a coach and became very interested in divorce coaching. She took a course to become a certified, uh, to become certified as a divorce coach and took an additional course to be a transition and recovery coach. While she was doing that, she was introduced to a wonderful woman who was teaching a course on diversity, equity, and inclusion and became a certified diversity coach. And now she's looking to other courses to improve her skills. And she believes that she never should stop learning. Every day she's open to learning something new and it's her belief that it makes us better people when we can learn from everyone around us. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Vicki. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad, you know, and I'm so glad that you're the person that's talking about this topic with your expertise 
what are the three main differences between therapy and coaching? Okay. The three main differences are, we start with coaching. Coaching is, is a situation where the client drives the process. The client comes in with some goals that they'd like to work in, but those goals can change from one session to the next because the client totally drives the process. They, told, they dictate exactly what will happen. In therapy, um, it's a little different. That process is driven by something we call a treatment plan. The client will come in with something specific they'd like to work on. The client and the therapist will work on something and they put together what we call a treatment plan. That treatment plan becomes the roadmap. And that roadmap will then determine how each session will be going. So that roadmap becomes how the, the, the sessions will be conducted. And it's a little different in, in, the ter in terms of the, the, the client comes in with a completely different set of uh, issues they'd like, then, the, then that treatment plan has to be updated or revised. Um, so that's one, that's one primary difference. The other thing is that therapy delves into much deeper psychological issues. Um, we often talk about that as a healing process. And it also goes into past issues, more so than coaching. Coaching deals in the here and now and focuses into moving into the, into the future. Focuses more on present day kinds of issues. And the third thing is that, as I said, therapy is viewed, really viewed more as a healing process. Ask the question, why? Coaching deals in, in present day issues ask the questions, what or how? Mm -hmm. There are some other similarities in that we use a lot of the same kinds of tools and techniques. There's a lot of borrowing back and forth about in terms of those things. And another very important distinction is coaches cannot diagnose mental health issues. Therapists mm -hmm. are trained to use a diagnostic manual and they can diagnose mental health issues. Interesting, interesting. So who should seek therapy? Therapy is something that people, anybody who's struggling with um, a psychological issue that impairs their daily functioning. So for example, if you find yourself not being able to live a life that's fulfilling and happy, you can't, you can't get up in the morning, for example. You can't, you can't find yourself being able to live a life that you'd like to enjoy. Certainly if anybody's feeling that they want to harm themselves in any way. Um, anybody who has had a trauma and they are triggered over and over again by anything that is, is familiar to them, that, that trauma keeps triggering them over and over and over again. Um, we're talking more and more, especially with the pandemic issues, by people who are debilitated by anxiety. People are so isolated right now and have been for so long now. The lack of social interaction. People are calling and saying they, they just they can't see their loved ones. They can't see friends. They have felt so isolated, so alone, so that they find themselves with 
literally debilitating anxiety because of that. We're finding more and more people who are wanting to seek it therapy because of that. Um, so it's really something that that has created a whole new um, a whole new group of people who really before never thought about therapy, but are now coming in for therapy. So well, let, your life, yeah, life being so debilitated by any kind of circumstance. So, so when do you know that you need therapy versus coaching? I think the biggest difference is when you can't carry on normal daily functions and you find yourself um, hygiene issues, not being able to get up and go to work, not being able to carry on normal interactions with people. Uh, literally, your sleep is disturbed. You don't eat normally. You resort to drinking to try to stabilize your mood or pill taking. Um, you just, you can't interact in a normal way with your friends, with your family members. Those are times when you really need to think about therapy. Coaching is, a, is when you, you find you're struggling with a, a question in your mind and you can't get past it. So it, it, in the divorce process, mm -hmm. some of those things can happen to you as a result of going through the divorce process, right? So there are, there were times that I found myself unable to get out of bed mm -hmm. or just living in this fog state. Um, is there, and I know that coaching, I got, I wish that I had had one when I went through mine, I did not know that they even existed or else that would have changed my life. But when do you know that it's, that you can need one or the other or both? I think sometimes what happens, especially in that situation that you described, because so many, I've talked to so many people who have had that, that reaction, it's paralyzing. It's absolutely, it's, it's just a paralyzing experience. You never expected it. It's, you know, nobody goes into a marriage expecting that outcome. Um, so what happens is if, if so many people who begin with coaching find themselves, once they start to talk and they begin to, to experience somebody saying, it's okay, you know, take a deep breath. We're, we'll talk this through a little bit. They begin to realize that there's somebody listening. Somebody is relating to what I'm, I'm going through. Then they start to function. They begin to say, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was. Or here's somebody who's going to walk with me, somebody who's going to listen to me, somebody who's going to hear what I'm going through and go through it with me. I don't feel so alone. I don't feel so terrified. I don't feel so paralyzed. And they begin to function again in a way that they think I can get through this. The coach helps them. Other times a coach begins to see that this person needs more because this, this divorce has had an impact on this person's life that goes beyond what the coach is going to do. The coach will then suggest that perhaps therapy might be an added help to this person at this time. So let me ask you, what's the biggest roadblock to people getting into therapy? Before the pandemic, I would have said insurance because people find that to have been the biggest problem. Um, right now, interestingly enough, it's finding a therapist because so many therapists have decided that they don't want to see people in office. Mm. Um, and it's it, everybody has sort of gone to virtual 
in many instances. When I still own, I owned a therapy practice uh, when I was living in Pittsburgh. And because I, I heard so much of that, um, the therapists that worked in, in the practice I owned, we made a collective decision to continue to see people in office because this this was a group of people who felt so strongly that they really knew people wanted to be seen in office and we did everything we needed to do we followed every protocol that the cdc established and we continued to see people in office um but many therapy practices did not do that as a result people really were just seeking help and that was the biggest obstacle. People wanted to be seen. People were desperate to be seen. And that continues to be a problem. Uh, in response to that, a lot of what's happened is that many, you've seen a lot of um, sort of a, an incredible growth in the number of um, virtual practices mm -hmm. where people are being seen virtually. And that is the only way people are being seen. Now, is that better than absolutely nothing? Yes, it is. I think it is, you know, it, people are at least getting help. People are being seen in a way that may not have that one-to-one -one in office uh, help, but it's, it's, it's a way that they're being seen and there's someone they can talk to. Um, and, and that's so important, right? And, and absolutely. so, so if, you're, if you wanna go and find, if you wanna recommend a therapist, you wanna go and find one, what's the best way to go about that choosing a therapist. Your insurance company, there is a, a every insurance card has a number on the back for member services. That's one of the first places to begin. Uh, there are several websites you can go to. Psychology Today is one of them. Um, Therapy Network. There are a number of them. Uh, very often, when you do go to those websites, that you can you can drill down to specialties. And they, if you have a specific problem, if you have a specific, you, you put in your zip code, you put in, you know, whether or not you want male or female. Um, if you have a specific problem that you are wanting to discuss. Um, I find that, for example, in the case of the divorce situation, there are websites that, that deal specifically with that problem because there are therapists who deal specifically with divorce situations. I find that if you're if you're seeing a coach, those coaches typically have a network of people they refer people going through divorces to who are experienced and knowledgeable in working with people who are going through divorces. That's the best resource um, to go through as far right. as people going through divorces, because it's really helpful to go through to go to someone who is knowledgeable with that particular problem. Um, there are so many issues that come up, as you are well aware, when people are going through divorces, there are there are high conflict issues, there are custody issues, there are financial issues, there are issues with relating relating to um, what school district, you know, you don't, people don't want to have to take their children out of school districts. Where will we live? Um, children, especially young children, get very attached to their homes. Um, it's really hard for little ones to have to leave a home, a neighborhood, their friends. So there are lots and lots of familial issues that, that have to be dealt with. 
it helps to have a therapist who's going to be able to work with those kinds of issues. So when do you know that you need a coach versus a therapist? It really comes down to those, as I said earlier, those really deep, serious psychological issues if, if, and the functioning level. If your functioning level is so impaired, as I said earlier, sometimes a coach will be able to identify that. Most coaches, they should be able to identify that immediately. Um, within two or three sessions, if they, they will know, a coach will know, this is, this is a functioning problem that goes beyond a coaching issue, and they will make the referral. Um, most people should, should be able to know that they're not functioning at a level that they, they normally can, and that they should be reaching out to a therapist. Um, so, so I think if a coach does it, and if a client doesn't, um, typically a coach will refer. All good ethical coaches will make the referral. When they know they're out of, when they know that something, an issue is outside of their scope of uh, skill or ability, they will make the referral. Right. One of the things that I see as a, as a big difference between a coach and a therapist is that the therapist deals with the issues, maybe like to your point from the trauma, um, the low that causes low self-esteem, why you, why you feel that you are, you know, somebody that should be treated like that, those types of issues. Whereas a coach actually helps you through the entire process where, you know, figuring out what kind of divorce is the best for your, the situation that Absolutely. you're in. And those are the types of things that a therapist doesn't deal with, the, the particulars of a divorce, right? The therapist is there to help you deal with maybe why you got into this position, but a coach helps you get through the entire process. Exactly. And um, exactly. right, that's not where a therapist is trained or should do, right? Mm -hmm. They're there for that emotional healing. That's the word I was just about to use. It's the emotional business that the, that the therapist deals with, the, the why. As I said earlier, the coach deals with the what or the how, and the therapist deals with the why, the emotional issues around the divorce, as opposed to the coach dealing with the what and the how and the, the business of divorce. That's a, that's a perfect way that I think about it in the same way, Vicki. It's the business of the divorce. The, the therapist deals with the emotion of it. Right, exactly. And there, it is such a labyrinthine system that not having somebody by your side that understands that process mm -hmm. is, is dangerous to the outcome that you may receive if you don't have that support. Absolutely. And, right. And so the last question that I have for you is, and I know that a lot of people go, you know, should I have a coach or a therapist? But the question is, can I see a coach and a therapist at the same time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes there may be there may be overlapping issues. Sometimes it's it's a very similar kind of thing. Sometimes until you work on the emotional business of the divorce, it, you you need that help while you're working on the, the the business of the divorce. So you need to help. And typically, um, with the correct uh, consents, those two professionals can be talking to one another to get the optimal results 
for the client. Agreed, agreed. Absolutely, they can be seeing two people at the same time. And you can also have a divorce coach and an attorney at the same time. And you yes. can have a divorce coach and a realtor at the same time. It's all that the coach almost like works with you to find those professionals, recommend some sort of additional help support. And, and divorce is, is just is more than just family law too. There's other areas of the law that is involved with a lot of these people's divorces. So having somebody by your side that can say, yes, this is the right path. Um, let's go down that. If this is the, the kind of outcome that you want, let's help you get there. And that's, that to me is, is such a big difference and, and explaining why a coach is an important part of the entire process. Just another team member. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that coaches can, can pull together a, a good cohesive team that once they identify what the issues are, once they sit down with the person, identify what the issues are, identify what the needs are, they're able to pull together such a good cohesive team for, for each person and get all of those needs met. Exactly, exactly. So that this, and that, yeah. Which is normally, you know, a pretty chaotic and traumatic process for anybody can become, a, it's, you know, I'm not saying that it's not going to be a difficult situation, but can it become much less traumatic? 100% it can. And we're so grateful. Carol, thank you so much for this conversation today. And uh, if you all uh, that are listening, our HR managers, directors, if you're a supervisor and you have clients that are going through the divorce uh, or employees, I apologize, that are going through the divorce process, please reach out to us. We have solutions for you on so many levels. And Carol, thank you so much. And we so appreciate it. We'd love to have you back on our podcast again soon to, to talk about this very important topic. So we look forward to having you again. So thanks so much and uh, goodbye for now, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you, Vicki. Have a good one. Bye, Carol. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.